Craig Bolojack's weekly interview is presented by University of Utah Health, trusted healthcare provider for the Utah Jazz family and yours. Bowler, good morning. Hello, DJ PK. How are you? Good. Bowler, I know the Jazz made 40% of their three-pointers, and we're all waiting for that to happen because they'd been shooting 38%, and they just couldn't keep shooting in the mid-20s. They were going to have to go in. But were you surprised they took 45, or that's the direction they've been getting pushed, and they were going in, so naturally they took them, right? I mean, if you're making them, you're going to keep taking them. Yeah, I think Quinn Snyder wants that number to be in the 40s plus. Uh, I think with Bogdanovich out, that's how they're going to make up those 20 points. And Bogey was a 41% shooter from outside. So, yeah, I think uh, it's an amazing thing, the three-point shot in this league and how it can cure, uh, or at least for a night, it can cure some concerns. But uh, the energy that it brings, too, it's, it's an amazing thing. And you know, as, as we know, in those first three games, it, it spread throughout the entire team, the inability to make the three. But you had six players uh, had at least one three-point shot made last night, and you had six players in double figures, and you shoot 40%. I mean, the three balls is an amazing thing in this league. So how does Joe go from only 11 shot attempts in the two prior games to 13 shot attempts? He'll just tell you, well, it was there, so I took it. Seems to me like there's got to be more than that. I want you to drill him on that today, okay? I mean, I, I think that's the big question is he felt he looked so comfortable, PK, in the sense of his game, the flow. Uh, he, he had, he's had open looks uh, throughout uh, the time in the bubble. But in the three games prior, you know, the Jazz shot 27%, and Joe had taken only 11 three-pointers. And then, as you mentioned, he just opens up last night. I don't know if that was from behind the scenes with discussions from Quinn to say, Joe, look, uh, we need something. You know, don't be – and Joe, Joe will tell you, look, I'll take you, – you're right. He, he's, a, he's an unselfish player. He probably is the best uh, assist man to go bear. He averages five plus assists a game, and he, you know, he, he's a very much that team guy. But I think it's time where you have to, you know, find another player who's going to take more high volume shots. And and Joe last night decided to open them up. Plus, when you hit that first one, uh, the rest of them look a little easy, you know. And it, it's kind of the way, the way it looked last night to me. And he, he looked really comfortable playing. And also, you got a nice punch from Conley, and even maybe some some, some surprise points from Royce O'Neal as well. So, how much? Uh, I don't even know how to phrase this, but how much uh, trust is there between Quinn and Joe? How hard do they go at each other when one guy wants one thing and one guy wants another? Is it a case where you don't? They know each other well enough. You just don't need many words. Even a look from Quinn could make Joe start launching threes. How, how yeah. does that work? You know, I tell you, from watching them for hours in practice and shoot-arounds, I think they have a really good relationship. And I think it's gotten to the point now where they've been together as coach-player relationship long enough that uh, a look, signal, a quick discussion. Quinn is a guy that you know is very open to fresh ideas, new approaches, and I'm sure that Joe and and, – you know, coach decided, let's let's go this way. I mean, Quinn Quinn knew that somebody had to you know break out sooner than later, as he said last night. This team didn't forget 
that's been well used, by the way. But, you know, they're number one on catch and shoots, and that's what Joe does. He's, he's got a quick release. He likes to set up in the corner. And last night he just looked in, incredibly comfortable. But, uh, again, I, I think they probably discussed it. I really do. Joe, look, we love you, you know, trying to facilitate some passes. But if the shot's there, take it. And last night, great outcome. So do we read into anything, the two teams they should beat, they did, and the two teams that are tougher, they lost? Yeah, that's a good point, PK. Um, You know, don't forget, too, they had to come from 16 down, right, to win by two against the Pelicans. And then OKC was just a very fast, physical team, defended them extremely well on the perimeter. And the Lakers, I thought you saw the Jazz begin to wake up and, and get their defensive schemes back against L.A., but the biggest issue still has been turnovers. Uh, there was too many early last night, but then things settled down in the second half. But against the Lakers, if you could take you know, five or six of those turnovers away, uh, maybe it's a different outcome. But you, know, you give somebody like the Lakers 29 points off 21 turnovers, that's going to be a big issue. And last night, it kind of stung them again, but all of a sudden they righted the ship and, and they look like who they were prior to the shutdown. Those 13 games or so before March 11th, the Jazz were playing some pretty good basketball, uh, especially Conley uh, and Donovan. So um, maybe it's taken that much time, PK, to, to figure it out and get, get things back on track. But I think, you know, we got two back-to-back games. The Jazz play San Antonio, you know, during uh, a brunch tomorrow at 11, and then you play Denver. Those two games are going to be pretty telling because the Spurs are scrappy trying to find an eighth spot in the playoffs, and you know how Popovich approaches games. Uh, he's got a run of, what, 23 consecutive years, I believe, in the playoffs, and that could be um, that could snap uh, in Orlando. And then Denver is the team the Jazz were chasing. And if they fall to six, that would be most likely the team they could – they would see in the first round, the Denver Nuggets. So maybe we'll get better answers of the consistency uh, this weekend when they go back-to-back. So that was basically as well as the Jazz could shoot the ball. Uh, maybe you could, you know, Donovan Mitchell could shoot it a little better. He was 7 of 18. And then the other guy who maybe could shoot a little better is Niang. But mm-hmm. he, and he did have games earlier this year where he shot it pretty well. That was why he was on the court. But it isn't working in the bubble. Do you have any answers for that other than keep launching and they got to go in eventually? I think that's the only that's the only thing I said last night that when you talk to the Kyle Corvers of the world and the, the Jeff Hornacek's, you always ask, do you ever doubt yourself? And he goes, and both have always said, no, you cannot. It's 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 a uh, you know that that's an interesting talent to have and I bet you Joe would tell you the same thing is that you may if you start doubting yourself then it becomes even a bigger issue remember Corver said a couple of times there there are streaks of highs and lows and so you just try to play in the middle of it and um, that makes sense you know if you start to you know, I tell you, the, the, the mind is is an interesting thing. It could be a friend or an enemy. But in sports, I mean, my point is, in sports, the mental side of it is a, one of the most important because you have a, most everybody's got the physical ability to be there, right, or they wouldn't be. But it's the mental side. And if, you, if you're a three-point specialist, much like what Korver uh, was uh, and always has been, and Hornacek, who always was looking to hit a three, 
I'd love to see him play in this in this league today because he'd have the green light and play set up for him 24-7. Uh, and he had to work for him, as we all know, in the Jerry Sloan system. But uh, always they always said, look, it comes and goes, and you just have to keep shooting the ball. And for George Niang, I think you just got to shoot it. And his attitude, I've talked to him a couple of times via text from the bubble, and I think he's still as positive, and I don't think he feels like he's lost his ability to hit that shot either. Um, maybe pressing, but you just got to relax. And, you know, you got, saw one go down last night, right? Clarkson seemed to be a little calmer in his approach last night too, uh, but still 14 shots, you get 14 points. You like to see a little better efficiency there. But I, I think still the key is the Jazz get more punch off the bench and, um, you know, that, that maybe is coming. Maybe that's coming. How's it been doing the broadcast uh, remotely for you? PK, it's, it's interesting. It's, uh, you know, I love the crowds. Um, it's, it's a challenge, but it's one you got to take on. Uh, each game is different. Uh, I thought last night, you know, we got off – the second half was better, and I think it's dictated, too, by the way the Jazz play. When you win, it's much easier to broadcast. When you find yourself trailing or turning the ball over or having you know multiple free throws uh, like we've had in the bubble, I think a lot of teams would tell you the same thing. There's been a lot of whistles um, in Orlando. Uh, but it's it's been an amazing experience, and... You know, but I, if you had to, you know, pin me uh, up against the wall and say, what do you want to do? I'd rather be in a crowd in an arena. I hope that happens and we return to that one day. i uh, love to see the fans return, and I just hope it happens sooner than later. But what we have is what it is, and that's what you have to learn to do. I've had to adjust like everybody. And so working with Matt from his home in Atlanta, there's a delay. Sometimes we step on each other, but we're working through it. Thorough is, you know, 15 feet down the row from me. Uh, KK's on the other side of the building, so and Lemma's up on the fifth floor. So, you know, we don't really have that much ability to uh, to uh, play off one another. Thurl and I look at each other, but, you know, when you when you work together like you do with an analyst, you're usually bumping and looking, you know, in each other's face and discussing things. But uh, it's long-distance communication the way I look at it, and you know, it's my job just to try to bring the energy. And when the Jazz play well, it helps. But uh, it's good to see some virtual fans. At least Bear was up there last night. I saw KK up there last night. So, you know, saw some faces that we see in the arena. But it's still it's still not the same. But we're doing the best we can. So do you change routine and call the other teams broadcasters in that? Because one of the big advantages of being in the arena is I don't think people realize how much earlier – broadcasters arrive and you have time to talk to people and inevitably you hear stuff and you don't always hear stuff about the game that night sometimes you hear stuff that helps you a week down the road that's a great point uh we've made a few calls um but at the same time i tell you we have been so busy with our own broadcasts with multiple zoom calls i can't even tell you the league has had us on multiple calls as well i've learned a lot on how they were setting this thing up and with travis and Jeremy Bruner, our director, producer. Um, you know, I, I, I tip my hat to them, too. Uh, we've shared a lot of information. A lot of people have shared information just on Zoom talks or, you know, with with text messages or emails. Uh, I think everybody's been so, you know, so busy with their own with their own broadcasts. We haven't had a chance to share a lot. We have, I have, but not as much as I would do 
uh, talking like Sean Elliott with San Antonio. That guy is uh, is a great guy, and he just uh, I'm not saying he spills the beans, but he gives us great insight on what's going on with Pops and the Spurs. He knows that franchise so well, and you know uh, it's uh, it, it, that's what I miss too. Is like you said, DJ, is having that ten or fifteen minutes of insight that you get uh, to to going out of the league. Uh, has allowed us to, you know, be zoomed in on the opponent coaches, uh, which is available. So that's helped uh, to get a nugget or two, and then you get some game notes. Not as much as you would as you uh, in a regular type season, but I just try to piece it all together and come up with a uh, with the best, you know, game plan we can. And if Joe hits threes, then you know everything's better. Everything's good in the world when Joe hits threes, you know? And I mean that. I think that there is a calming sense for even the team. I mean, I know there's Donovan and there's Rudy. But Joe, there's something about Joe that brings, I think, a confidence, a calm. When he's on, the team seems to be like, you know, follow me. And Joe has that innate ability. I don't know if it's veteran leadership, his personality, as we all know it. Uh, He's a funny guy, but also a competitor. And uh, it's good to see a little, uh, a little snarky look on his face sometimes. And you know he he busts tail out there, and I'm, I'm glad to see him bust open last night. He didn't score in the first quarter, but from that point on, he just took off, and he just seemed to be in a, in a comfortable position. Maybe he just forgot it all. Um, you know, he's got two kids, and a, and Renee's expecting. You know, life goes on, but. You know, you still he's he's a guy that's concerned about home. He's trying to figure things out in the bubble, play games, uh, be competitive, keep the Jazz in a good playoff position. So look, I know people say, oh yeah, yawn yawn, but still, all these things still come into play on how players are playing. I mean, I've learned that as you guys have in this league. We forget there's the personal side. They try to block it out when they're on the court, but sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Uh, but I think Joe looked as comfortable as he has in, uh, has in a long time last night. He's Craig Bullerjack. He joins us every week, and it's presented by University of Utah Health, trusted health care provider for the Utah Jazz family and yours with 16 neighborhood health centers. U of U Health has a game plan for your family's care. Visit uofuhealth.org slash jazz. Thanks, Buller. All right, guys. Tell Joe I just had a latte. I'm sure he's going to say I'm a whip because he probably goes with the hardcore stuff. But there you go. I'm trying to keep up with him. All Have right. a good one, guys. Thanks, Buller.